Foster here, and welcome to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I am the creator of the Big Brand Formula and president of Jerry Foster Branding, where we specialize in working with service-based entrepreneurs who want to create a big brand and a strong message that sells so you can excite, delight, and ignite your market and make it easier to get clients. So, Please stick around to the end of the show and we will share how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes or so. In the meantime, let's go. Okay, welcome everybody to the Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. I'm Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the branding evangelist. And my special guest today is coming all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, one of my favorite states in the country, and I love her name. Welcome, Julie B., to the show. How you doing, Julie B.? I'm great, Jerry. I'm looking forward to this interview. So happy to be here and also very happy that it's Friday. <laughs> oh, I know. It's Friday. And she and I were joking before we got on the air that it's Cinco del Mayo. <laughs> I got to go find them. I got to get some skinny margaritas at happy hour somewhere today. I don't know. (laughs) Julie B., if you don't mind, please tell our listeners and our viewers about yourself and what your company does. Yeah, Jerry. So at the heart of it, I help business owners prevent, overcome, and then leverage burnout. And I also provide leadership backup to them so that they can then become a leader of leaders and and have a successful business. So I do that as an author, a podcaster, and a business coach. And that's the gist of what I do these days. I love help leaders become leaders. What what does that look like to you? Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued by that. Well, often... Uh, business owners kind of get stuck in this role of manager or leader of managers because they are, you know, they have other people doing work, but they're still managing a lot of the business. And what they really need to do is help those managers and their business become leaders themselves so that, you know, the, the business owner ultimately becomes a leader of leaders and they feel confident that the other leaders in the business can be in the room and that then helps uh, business owners not feel like they have to be in every single room all of the time. And that's really what it's all about. So are there particular problems or challenges or obstacles that these leaders are bumping up against that you help them overcome? A lot of them, yes. A lot of them are dealing with burnout and they can't see the forest for the trees when they're in that level. They're kind of down in the weeds and they're stuck. They're stuck for one reason or another. That's usually one of them. Um, The other thing is that sometimes they're afraid or maybe not afraid, but they don't want to be vulnerable and ask for the type of help that they need from their people, because sometimes that means sharing things that maybe they don't want to share. And so there's a vulnerability issue there. And sometimes it's imposter syndrome. Sometimes they think that they cannot be a leader or that they, you know, they're they're just going to be a manager and they're going to manage the work and that's what they're going to do. And that sometimes comes from a place of just not believing in themselves or not believing in what their company is doing. So sometimes I work with uh, imposter syndrome as well and and help leaders get through that and then help them elevate their companies. So how do you do that? I mean, do you have some kind of um, system or a process? Do you do a lot of mindset work? Exactly. What do you do to help them get to where they want to get? Yeah, I make it really simple. Uh, And usually I'll tell you, I often first work with their key 
team members. I often do about 80% coaching with the key team members and 20% with the business owner. And because the business owner, they know how to do the job. That's, I mean, they did the job one point. So oftentimes what happens is I work that way. And then that enables me to have some more insights into how the business owner is working. So that's, that's the first thing I do. And then in terms of how I actually help a business owner overcome, you know, whether it's burnout, uh, imposter syndrome, any of those things, it, it starts with an awareness and there's, there's a real stigma in business ownership to say to admit to even yourself that you're burned out or that you're struggling with imposter syndrome, because, you know, there's this thought that we got in, we got ourselves into this mess to begin with. So it's ours to figure out, which is, you know, kind of true, but it doesn't mean that you have to suffer through it and struggle through it alone. So first it's that awareness piece. And then we start kind of pulling that apart, looking at the schedule and honestly, for a business owner to overcome imposter syndrome, I'm very focused on supporting them in the actions they need to take. So it's, it is a little bit of mindset work, but the actions you take kind of help you believe in yourself. I kind of approach it a little bit differently through helping them take those actions that then help them realize, oh, I can do this. I have this. I totally got this. And that's kind of how I approach it. So I'm curious about the leaders that you work with. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of bugs you the most? Have you found that they're getting a lot of bad intel, a lot of bad advice? They don't or or the opposite. They don't know who to turn to or what to do to get out of this dilemma they're in. What are your thoughts around that? I, I think that one of the things that frustrates me the most is they have sought out help kind of in silence. So they might be buying online courses or they might be buying into, you know, programs where there isn't a lot of direct coaching or direct consulting and accountability. And that's the other thing is that they're they're purchasing solutions that don't really have a built-in accountability feature to it. And I think that for business owners, a lot of us have, you know, shiny object syndrome. A lot of us are ADHD and you have to help them. What I feel like I have to help them do is really focus in on the things that they need to do to get over those hurdles. Um, and, and just by simply getting over the hurdles, that usually fixes the imposter syndrome. So it's very much so like act to get through it. Um, and I think the other thing, one of the other things that, uh, really bothers me is, and it's, it, there's an isolation to, to it and a, a loneliness to it, even business owners who are in support groups. And there's tons of them out there, masterminds, EO, Vistage, all of that, even business owners who are in those groups sometimes don't feel like they have a place where they can just be very vulnerable and very open. And that that bothers me. It's not their fault, but it bothers me that um, that exists out there in the world when that's what those groups are really supposed to fix. A lot of the people I work with are in those groups and, and you know, it's, it's, I feel like they should be getting that there, but sometimes they're not. So I try to help them overcome that isolation and that loneliness feeling as well, because that can really, you know, that can, it's kind of a, a spiral from there if you don't, if you don't address that up front. And I can totally understand about the shiny object syndrome. A lot of the owners and business leaders that I work with, they get attracted to the shiny objects of marketing, right? And so <laughs> yeah, they put their money into lead generation programs, or maybe they should do social media or some kind of digital marketing, and it doesn't work. And often, often the reason why the marketing doesn't work is because their branding is not compelling. So mm -hmm. I can totally relate. Now, to that point, 
Let's let's talk about that because, mm-hmm. as you know, this is a branding leadership podcast. It's all Absolutely. about you making me making sure, or you making sure, I should say, that you are standing out, and getting noticed, and being being known for offering something really unique. So, how do you differentiate yourself? Because you know this better than me. There are a whole lot of folks out there who say, oh, I do leadership coaching. Oh, I do leadership development. Oh, I can help you with the imposter syndrome. How do you distinguish yourself? Well, I most of my clients, I focus on clients that have uh, fewer than 100 employees. So, okay. and honestly, most of them are actually 50 or under. So I don't go after the huge companies. And I work with their seasoned entrepreneurs usually, but some of the things that I do that really set me apart is number one, my background. I'm a CPA. Mm-hmm. I have 15 years of marketing experience. I actually have an agency that I work five hours a month in right now. A that's marketing, my a marketing agency? Yeah, that's my first business. Wow. And then I'm also a leader. I'm a leader there. I'm a leader in my community. I'm on the board of directors for uh, a local community organization. So organization. So I bring those three three things to the table. And then for my coaching, um, I coach on a money back guarantee um, plan. If you aren't happy, you don't pay. I mean, that's just straight up. Like if my coaching is not helping you and you're not getting the goals achieved, uh, you, you don't, you don't pay. So that's how I work. And then on the uh, one other thing I think that really separates me is that I've been both a business owner with key team members, key employees, and I've been a key employee to business owners. So when I'm working with teams, I've been on both sides of that coin. And I think that that really helps set me apart. So those three things are, are really uh, my uh, USPs. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'm talking about shiny object syndrome and <laughs> you on a marketing agency. That's too funny for me. Yeah. <laughs> what what kind of marketing do you do? I'm just curious through your agency. It's uh, social media marketing. And okay. my, uh, yeah, and it's been, that agency has been around 15 years. Okay. And um, three years ago when COVID happened, I put out a podcast or I put out a video on YouTube about uh, how to work remotely. And my friend lifted the audio off of that without my permission, but I'm thankful now that he did this. He lifted the audio and started a podcast for me. And that podcast turned into speaking engagements around leadership, which turned into me writing a book and getting a book deal with the publisher's attraction, um, which has turned into coaching. So here I am. And I've gotten myself out of my marketing agency. Like I said, I spend five hours a month in that agency on leadership primarily. And uh, yeah, and now this is what I'm doing full time. What's the name of your book? Let's plug it. Yeah, it's it's Burned, How Business Owners Can Overcome Burnout and Fuel Success. And it will be available for pre-sale in, this fall. It's not out yet, but that's the name of the title, Burned. And it'll be available about a year from now, it'll be on the shelf. So working with a traditional a publishing house is a very interesting experience in itself. It's a business in itself. So uh, it takes a little while to get the book out. <laughs> Julie B, what's the smallest size company that you work with? And also, are they in certain industries? Do you skew more towards manufacturing versus retail versus services versus distributors? Give us a profile, please. Yeah, the smallest size company I work with, they have uh, four, they have four team members. It's the business owner, business owner and four team members. That's usually when we start to kind of have these dynamics show up. Uh And I do skew towards the B2B world and uh, a lot of B2B service companies. So I work with uh, like insurance agencies, um, 
HR cons- HR businesses, staffing agencies, uh, CPAs, lawyers, that type of thing. And they're usually service-based businesses. I, I, that's, I don't do a lot with the manufacturing uh, industry. I probably could, but I haven't yet. So that tends to be my, my demographic. Nice. Nice. Now I'm just fascinated with you. I, by the way, I think you're a rock star doing what you do. I can, I can already hear it. I can already pick up on it, but I'm curious Thank about you. your journey. Let's, yeah. let's more about that in terms of, I mean, you went from a CPA to a marketing agency to now a leadership coach. And I'm like, whoa, you know, (laughs) tell us about that. How did you get to navigate to where you are now? Boy, that's a story. So I started, (laughs) well, I'm going to try to do this succinctly. All right. Uh I, when I was a teenager, I started a tutoring company and I had a tutoring company from uh, in high school. And then I picked it back up when I was in college. So I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Uh, So did that for in college for a little while and then got a job in the, in the, you know, corporate world, the real world. And uh, as a, as an accountant, got my CPA license. And then I started, uh, I worked at a really big accounting firm one year was not for me. So I got a job in a small business and then I got a job in Charlotte in an even smaller business. So I went from like huge company to $300 million company to a $30 million company and just fell in love with entrepreneurship. And Jerry, really everything I do begins with my belief that business owners and entrepreneurs, if you have the persistence and the relentlessness and the resilience to pursue that as a career, you deserve a chance at success as as long as you're as long as you're using that success for good Ah. and ultimately uh my vision with everything i do is to help business owners so you know lost my job in 08 uh with the housing crisis started my marketing agency in 08 and helped business owners help business owners grow and grow and grow and then i truthfully got burned out on social media and knew that i needed to begin an exit strategy of my own from my marketing agency, which I'm kind of in the middle of right now, and start something else. And I just keep coming back to this passion of helping entrepreneurs and business owners succeed. Um, and mainly that's because of the impact we have on our communities. We are we employ you know so much of the American workforce. There's like 32 million of us in, in America alone. And I think we're underserved. I, th- I don't think we have everything that we need to be successful. And I want to be a piece of that puzzle that helps people in our shoes succeed. So much so that I've set out the mission for our company to help 1 million business owners by 2032. Oh, and- So that's where I am here today. That So that's what I'm doing. We're at, we just started tracking last year. We've thus far helped 49,000 is the number we're at. Wow. So we are tracking where we need to be to uh, hit that number in, in a little less than a decade now. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. And how are you tracking that? What what number metrics are you? Yeah, so um, social media um, views on videos and any basically social media views, not followers, but views because of just the way social media works these days. Um, it's not, not unheard of to have, you know, 500 followers, but have a video get 10,000 views, unique views. So that uh, email subscribers, basically a lot of the marketing metrics is how we're tracking it. And also clients, uh, people who attend my speaking events, all of those types of things. We'll track people who buy the book. 
Um, and then I actually take that number and cut it in half because I know we have crossover. So, you know, the 49,000, um, that number is actually half of what the real numbers are because I know, you know, we have people who subscribe uh, on my email list who also will see, you know, this interview or see me speak. So I wanted to account for that. So that's basically how I track that. Very nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. So going back to these companies, for folks who are tuning in and listening and they're like captivated by what you're saying, what questions do you feel those leaders should be asking themselves in terms of where they are now, where they want to be that would perhaps guide them to seek out someone with your kind of brilliance? Yeah, Um, I would. The very first question is, what does not burned out look like for me Mm, yeah because if you're burned out you're not going to have the success that you want to have and eventually if you let it go you're gonna it's it can be a really not great ride um burnout has put me in the hospital before so i speak from very personal experience on that that would be the first question because if you if you don't know what it looks like if you don't know what your baseline is you'll you have no idea what you know how far away you are from burnout at any given time so that's the first question and that kind of feeds everything else so then i all i would also want to ask business owners especially ones that are frustrated with certain employee performance the question I ask them, I want to ask them is, do you have a family culture or a team culture? Ooh, huh. Because family and a lot of business owners say we have a very family culture around here. You hear that a lot. Like they're like our family. I get that. But it's really hard to draw lines and boundaries with family. It's when you're on a team, you know, from a sports perspective, you're all working towards the same goal. You are all trying to win the game or win the championship, whatever it is. You're all just trying to get to that point. And when your teammate has a bad day, you help them out and you also pick them up. And, you know, you kind of have your own check, your own built-in accountability there. So that's kind of a second question that I like to ask. Um, And then, you know, from there, based based on those two questions, I it depends on which, you know, there's a lot of other questions I, I ask people, but those are the two that really get at the heart of both of the things that I really work on with people, the leadership and the burnout. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I can only imagine you have a ton of client success stories. Is there mm-hmm. one that you're most proud of that you would love to share with our audience today? Yeah. So uh, recently, one of my clients uh, engaged me to work with a uh, key team member, very longstanding team member. And my client, the business owner, was telling me how important this individual was. And when I got onto the coaching call with this individual, the the first words out of this person's mouth was, I'm about ready to quit. And that would have, it would have just been horrible. It would have broken the business owner's heart to begin with. And then it would have, and not to mention the business would have been in a really bad state. So we are, I'm about six months into that uh, contract that started out as a three month contract. And now we're six months in and within, after the first three sessions, the, and I asked the employee, I said, just listen, give me three months, just work with me for three months. After the first three sessions, about a month and a half, that individual told me that they were no longer in the place where they were ready to walk out the door. Things felt better. Still a lot of work to do there, but it, it's getting better. So that 
Um, that is something. And actually that business owner does not know that that employee told me that. So I, I've been working with the business owner too, to help them make a better environment so that they retain this employee. And those two things coming together has really helped. Um, but yeah, I mean, helping a business owner retain a key person who's been with them for 15 years, who was ready to quit. Wow. That's a pretty great, I mean, I, I, I have goosebumps just telling it. Yes. Well, that is awesome. Well, before we sign off, I can imagine that people who are tuning in are going, oh, my God, I love what Julie B is saying. How can people connect with you? What are your socials, what's your URL and so on and so forth? And and tell us about your podcast, too. Yeah. So my website is thejuliebee.com, T-H-E, Julie, and then B-E-E. That's my website. And that's pretty much all my social handles across the board. If you type in the Julie B, I'm going to come up. Uh, my podcast is actually called They Don't Teach This in Business School. Yeah. I do interviews with business owners on things that they don't teach in business school. And then I do solo episodes as well. Like one, every other one is a solo and every other one is an interview. So yeah. And that's just, that's been, honestly, that's a passion project. I, I love doing that. And it's, you know, I love talking to other business owners. It's, it's my passion. So. Awesome. Awesome. Now, before we sign off, is there one last thing that you would like to say that you would love to leave with our audience? Yeah. Yeah. Um, could be a business. Tip. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Business ownership is hard and uh, things don't always go your way. But the business owners who make it, who make it through it, they go through the failure, they dust themselves off, and then they continue to move forward. So just keep going. That's what I want to say. There you go. Well, that is sage advice. That's a pearl of wisdom right there. And Julie B., thank you so much for being here. Keep doing what you're doing. You hit that million mark. And you, oh, you're amazing. You really are. And I cannot thank you enough. Thanks for having me on the show today, Jerry. It's been a great conversation. My pleasure. And so to our audience out there, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, this is Jerry Foster, the big branding guy, also known as the Brandon Evangelist, signing off. Take care. Jerry Foster here. Thank you so much for listening to my Brand Forward Leadership Podcast. Now, if you, if you, are a successful service-based entrepreneur yourself, and you've got amazing expertise. I mean services, skills, talents, and abilities that you offer through your company or yourself, and you've been in business for five, 10 years or more, and you would like to be a guest on this program, I would love to have you. Simply visit jerryfosterbranding.com forward slash brandforwardleadership forward slash apply, and I will certainly check you out and get to know you and so on and so forth. Now, let me just add a couple of other things. Number one, if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media for me? And if so, just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials, okay? And number two, if you know someone that you feel would be a great guest, someone that I should meet and connect with and so on and so forth, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag brand leadership because i love seeing your posts i love guest suggestions that's how we all grow that's how we all connect and make it through this world which are through our relationships and our connections and lastly let me throw this in 
We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. I'm always on the lookout for not only great guests, but great content. And so therefore, because we're always putting great new stuff out, juicy stuff, make sure you don't miss any episodes in the future. So please go ahead and subscribe. And I also love what? I love support. I love love. <laughs> so your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So if you can find it in your heart to go ahead and show me that kind of support and love, I would really appreciate it. And on a second note, if you would like to know more about me, the work that I do, simply go to my website at jerryfosterbranding.com or follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Jerry Foster Branding or Instagram at Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Okay? Jerry Foster Big Brand Man. Again, thanks for listening. Until we see you the next time, take care.